on today's show. You and I both know we should be honest, right? Honesty is the best policy, yada yada. We've heard that since we were kids. So how about when the honest comment is the hurtful comment? Is that still the right thing to do? That's next on The Matt Townsend Show. Good afternoon. I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The worldwide manhunt for Luca Rocco Magnota, the Canadian man suspected of killing his boyfriend and mailing the remains to political parties, has ended in Berlin. AP correspondent Dave Rising spoke to the owner of the Internet Cafe where the arrest was made. He said that Magnota had come in looking to use the Internet in the cafe and they got him set up at a place. And then one of the employees who had been reading a newspaper recognized the picture of Magnota and went outside where there happened to be a police officer and told the police officer who was there and he was then arrested without any incident. President Obama, Obama is pushing the Senate to pass an equal pay bill, but he has met some opposition. Hey, guys. On a conference call with supporters of the Paycheck Fairness Act, the president said checks women receive are significantly smaller. Over the course of her career, a woman with a college degree is going to earn hundreds of thousands of dollars less than a man who's doing the same work. He says if Congress passes the bill, women would gain more tools to claim equal pay for equal work. But the legislation's not expected to advance, with Republicans saying it would unnecessarily burden businesses. Sagar Magani, Washington. Beyond Capitol Hill, the president's re-election campaign is working to stop a website from selling merchandise sporting their trademarked logo. The Obama re-election campaign wants a website to stop selling T-shirts, hats, buttons, and other merchandise that use its signature O, a blue O with red, white, and blue stripes. It is suing Demstore.com for copyright infringement. The website says plenty of companies make similar products and claims it is a cheaper alternative to the president's re-election website. Jury selection starts tomorrow for ex-Penn State's assistant football coach Jerry Sandusky's trial, and the judge is making the rules very clear. The judge says alleged victims of the former Penn State assistant football coach cannot testify under false names to preserve their privacy. Lawyers for several of the accusers had asked that their clients be allowed to testify under pseudonyms. But the judge said every day citizens are asked to testify publicly and put their names and reputations at stake. Judge John Cleland is also banning tweets and other e-communications from inside the courtroom. I'm Rita Foley. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. During this show, we do everything we can to help you and your loved ones grow healthy, happy relationships and lives. We want to give you the tools you need to make it through this crazy thing we call life. Thanks again for joining us. And today, I think we've got a topic that you might relate to. Have you ever had somebody be too honest? Hmm... You ask for a little feedback and they give you feedback. Sometimes you don't even ask for the feedback. But in all honesty, they've got to give it to you, right? Well, we want to talk about if you can be too honest. Is honesty the best policy? Uh, I'm going to argue sometimes no. 
Sometimes people aren't even actually looking for your honesty. They're looking for something else. And we are going to get into that in every way, shape, and form. We're going to be talking to experts. We're going to be listening to some incredible um, talks from people that have researched this a lot. We're also just going to get into what better than the movie Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey and give you a chance to touch on all of these things because it happened to me just uh, last night, in fact. Okay, So imagine I I just delivered a speech for about an hour and 10 minutes to um, about 800 people. Okay, Tons of love, tons of closeness, very moving. Had, had a great uh, experience, had a lot of incredible feedback. After the speech, I had a bunch of people up um, thanking me. And one woman comes up and just says, can I be honest with you? And I looked at her and in my head, my mouth said, well, sure. And my head said, oh, geez, here we go. Last thing I need right now. And she says, quite honestly, I hated your speech. And in my head, I'm like, well, okay, whatever. You're ugly. So there we're even. And uh, that's just me being petty. But uh, for some odd reason, I didn't want her honesty. She was putting me down. She was telling me I wasn't perfect. Now, I had other people there telling me that I did a great job. So let's just believe them, right? Did I want her honesty? And apparently, it's not always the best policy because some people started fighting with her in line. Oh, I think you're crazy. His speech was okay. And, I, and I'm like, just okay? Anyway, they started fighting about it. So is that – is honesty the best policy? Is, is it really – is it okay to have some white lies? Uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it because honestly, I don't know if it's always the best policy. Some people just want some compassion. How about just send me an email? And why are you so mad? You don't need to be mad. How about when your son um, – I had a child just mow the lawn for the first time. Um, he's 10, I think. That sounds bad. Yeah, he's 10. And uh, he, all he has to do is pretty much just mow straight lines. And after he had mowed the, the semi-straight lines, he said, Dad, I mowed the lawn. Did you see how it looked? I'm like, yeah, I did. I saw it. And he's like, what would you think? Um, what do you say now? Because he didn't mow straight lines. He mowed crooked lines and he missed lines. In fact, he missed big spaces. Do you bring that up? And if you do, how you got to, right? Because we got to correct the child. We can't have crooked lines. So how do we do this? That's what we're going to talk about. How do you say what needs to be said? And how do you say it in a way that maybe people will listen? Because if not, you're going to set up that really awkward silence. Okay, Every one of us has experienced it. When someone's maybe asking for honesty and you don't know quite what to say and the silence itself tells you you've made a mistake. For example, here's a Geico commercial about Abe Lincoln and his honesty. Save you 15% or more on car insurance. Was Abe Lincoln honest? Does this dress make my backside look big? <laughs> waiting. We're waiting. Perhaps. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I love that awkward. <laughs> you can't see it, but um, she ended up walking out on him. Now, did you see how long he was waiting? Sometimes not saying anything says everything, doesn't it? By the way, was he being honest? Uh, is it that she wanted his honest feedback or did she want something else? Because she wouldn't have been mad if he was just <laughs> – and then he started to say perhaps and then she walks out. 
Oh, poor Abe. You just can't get it right. And then sometimes being honest is confusing just in and of itself. Um, you may have noticed that if you ever watched Star Trek as a child. <laughs> We've got a great Star Trek example. Captain Kirk lands on a planet, right, filled with robots. And they determine that everything Kirk says is a lie, which seems logically straightforward until he tells them he's lying. You say you are lying, but if everything you say is a lie, then you are telling the truth. But you cannot tell the truth because everything you say is a lie, but you lie, you tell the truth, but you cannot, for you lie. <laughs> illogical, illogical. Please explain. Oh, yeah. See, that's the problem with it. If, you, if everyone knows you're lying, then everything you say is the truth. If you, especially if you're saying you're lying, that's the truth. So it becomes this, this crazy thing which will blow the head up off a robot. And uh, so somewhere do we need to just stop lying and just be entirely true? Or do we all just kind of know we're lying? And if that's the case, is that okay? That's what we're trying to explore on the show. How do you handle those difficult moments? How do you handle the moment where somebody asks you, can I, what can I do to be a better spouse? Does she really want the truth? <laughs> Okay, well, okay, just talk less. Okay, just talk less. That's all I'm asking for. I, w- I think you'd be a great spouse if you just wouldn't talk so much. Uh, maybe that's not what we're looking for. Okay, honesty is it the best policy. Now, we are going to go to our um, almost BBC correspondent. That's why we call her the ABBC correspondent, Corinne Collins, who has put together, I guess, a, a, a test of some sort. Corinne, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. What are we going to do now? I'm going to ask you some questions. Really? To see how honest you are. Oh, jeez. And welcome to How Honest Are You? Uh, the game show that gets you in trouble a with, game show at well, me. everyone. Okay. Guaranteed. Bring it on. I'm fairly honest. You ready? Yes. Are these hard? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, Does it involve my family? Mm. Well, in in theory, okay. it's it's hypothetical. Okay, right? good. Legally, okay. this could be a yeah. Problem. Oh no, yeah, no specifics. Okay. Okay. Number one. Number one. Okay. So your coworker, let's say, let's say Bryce. Yes. Bryce walks into the office and he's smelling a little bit bad. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Horrible. every day, really. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. What do you do? A. Do you leave a note on his desk saying that he has a personal freshness problem? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you ignore it but tell everyone to stay away from him? Bryce smells bad. Don't, yeah. don't you know? Don't go over there. Yeah. Or do you buy him some aftershave as an early birthday present? Wow. You know what? What with, would you do? Well, with Bryce. I think it'd just be fun to embarrass him <laughs> and like call him out or like ask him, ask him if uh, who ate like, hey, who hit the skunk? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I probably wouldn't do that. I would probably I'd get him some deodorant and leave him a note. That's just my passive aggressive way. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, he's not going to be upset by that, right? Well, well yeah. But then I, mean, I would actually sign Corinne Collins. Oh, on the note. oh, so you're trying to get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. I would just tell him. So that's, I mean, and he, I think he knows and that. Then I would so. probably send you to tell him. Yeah, maybe. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the messenger. That's fine. Good. Okay. So these are easy. Oh, well, okay. Let's step it up then. Right. You've been invited on a big family vacation with uh, the in-laws. Oh, yeah. And you really don't want to go. Um, you don't like your mother-in-law. The yeah. nieces and nephews are annoying. Yeah, you smell. and your wife's siblings don't mm-hmm. get along. And you'd just rather stay at home and watch TV or, or anything, really. Yes. So, I mean, what, what do you tell your wife when she asks you if you want to go? Do you, A, tell that you've got a work commitment and can't make it. There's a deadline that can't be extended. Yes. A meeting that's just too important to miss. Um, B, tell her that you can go, then accidentally forget on the day while making sure you're out of the house and that your phone battery oh, is that's dead. that's a good idea. 
tell her that uh, you hate her family and you don't want to go. Or D, lock yourself in the basement in protest. No, you know what you do? (coughs) (coughs) I'm sick. I'm sick. Sick? I can't go. That wasn't one of the options. My throat hurts. See, I was right. (laughs) That's what's so great. I was right. You're sick. You pull the sick card. Or yeah, my back. I threw my back out. But isn't she going to be upset? See, that's like, a, can't that's, you just go and sit on the couch? That's a white lie. Actually, I would go. You would go. I would have to go. But I would, I would, I would never say I have to go. I'd say I have to go because I love my wife so much. Right. And then I'd be miserable all afternoon. Well, I, I guess that's the right answer. See, that's ding, not ding. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's have fine. you got more? These are too easy. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Give Maybe me a hard one. A hard one? Because like the in-laws, I actually like my in-laws, but that was saying I didn't. Right, exactly. So it's hypothetical. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Okay, so next one. So you've got a friend who's an experimental cook, um, and they invite you over to dinner, and they make you a really strange meal. And you know that you've spent, they've spent the entire day slaving over the hot stove, and it tastes awful. You didn't know, is it possible to make macaroni and cheese taste <laughs> so bad? <laughs> And you've been trying to find a way to feed it to the oh. dog while they aren't looking and the dog doesn't want it. Right. And it's just, it's just after you've just managed to finish what's on your plate, yeah. they look over and like, oh, yeah, you must really like it. I'll get you some more. And they start piling it on. Oh. How do you respond? A, do you tell them that you're just too full to eat anymore yeah. and just hope that they don't even expect you to finish what they put on your plate again? Um, B, tell them that you'd love to eat more and hope the dog changes its mind. (laughs) Or C, tell them that you've never tasted such awful mac and cheese and that you're pretty sure you're both going to get food poisoning. Yeah, okay. I would would do a little bit of A, but then I would actually just throw myself under the bus and tell them I'm lactose intolerant (laughs) and that I can't have anything made with cheese or lactose. But you already just ate the... I know, and just say I didn't didn't realize that and it's not working. It's starting to make me ill. That's what I would do. See... These are hard because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, of you course. want them to still cook, mm-hmm. and yet you don't want them to kill anybody. What right. to do? What to do? See, we are going to come back and we're going to bring on a guest, Julie Diazavedo Hanks, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is an, an incredible uh, resource that we're going to we're going to rely on because I know she'll have the answers because she has in law issues. Of course, she has bad cooks in her family, so we're going to pick her brain and we're going to figure out what do we do when we're in the quandary of not knowing how to respond to somebody. Do we tell the truth or do we lie? That's what we're talking about on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM One Forty Three BYU Radio. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page and Twitter at BYU Radio. Buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride are not the words you want to hear from the pilot of your next flight. But thanks to new technology, you might not have to. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. From broken wings to broken bones, turbulence is a leading cause of injury in the airline industry. Two new technologies developed by NASA and Aerotech Research in Virginia are helping turning rough turbulence into smooth sailing. The first, called Enhanced Turbulence Mode Radar, or E-TURB, is software in an aircraft's radar that detects turbulence before the plane encounters it. E-TURB gives the flight crew advanced warning, providing them time to get out of harm's way or at least prepare for it by stowing loose equipment and having passengers and crews safely seated and belted in. 
The second technology is called TAPS. This software program automatically reports turbulence encounters and broadcasts the data to the ground and other aircraft so other planes can steer clear of hazardous areas. A turbulent free plane ride? Well, that's certainly something that I can be on board with. For Innovation Now, this is Crystal Browning. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Did you know BYU has its own record label? It's called Tantara Records, and it's captured some pretty fabulous contemporary music from both on and off the BYU campus. I'm Ron Simpson, your host for the Tantara Hour. Join me as we track through some of this great music. You'll meet some of the artists and the songwriters, and we'll also have exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes anecdotes. It's all on the Tantara Hour here on BYU Radio. Why don't we just take it from the top? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Is that all? No. <laughs> Jim Carrey. What would that be like? Remember, he had to tell the truth. He could not lie or his son would no longer talk to him, I guess, or he would lose his child. And so uh, he can't even get out of a ticket anymore because he's telling all of the honest truths about everything. We are joined right now by Julie Hanks. Now, I said she was a licensed marriage family therapist. She is a licensed counselor social worker. Clinical social worker. Clinical social worker. Yeah, yeah. And BCD, what is that? Board Certified Diplomat in Clinical Social Work. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You are totally. And it's no lie. You're, you got a lot of like number or letters after you. Whatever. Name. So girlfriend, uh, Julie's a good friend of mine and knows a lot about lying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really happy to be here with you, yeah, Matt. Yeah, that was it. I asked her what was her first lie today and she said, wanting to be on your show. No, Which I, I find am. rude. No, I'm actually really. I knew you had to be excited because you drove to get here. That's true. I could have just done it from my phone. You could yeah. have. See, yeah. you're so good. <laughs> now, Julie, tell me seriously, this lying thing, is it yeah. really called lying? It's a white lie. White lie. When we don't, like, when we just don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Well, yeah. Uh, as I've thought about this, um, lying, it's not, it's not so simple. It's not yeah. like, are you lying or telling the truth? Right. Because we have, in addition to being honest, yeah. we have the values of sensitivity toward others yeah. and, you know, um, doing Compassion. things that are helpful. Right. 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 So, you know, we, we, I, I posted this on my Facebook page and people are like, yeah, you should never lie. And I'm like, well, what about if your kid says, you know, am I am I dumber, the dumbest yeah. one in the family? And what if they are? I mean, do you tell them Timmy, that? You know, you have no hope. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, so this notion of lying and honesty—it's yeah. not just—it's not. Think the word is what messes it up, right? And 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 two, I mean, there are higher principles than honesty, like right. you're saying, compassion, compassion, mm-hmm. sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really, maybe not what he's not really asking is, Mom, seriously, grade me on a scale from one to ten. Am I the smartest? He's probably asking, validate me or let right. me know I'm worthwhile. I have a point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, 
I wouldn't say, you know, always tell the truth at all costs. Yeah. Um, but I, the word I like better than yes. honesty is authenticity. Interesting. Go there. Okay. Because authenticity is being um, open with your thoughts and feelings. And so if you're not comfortable asking a question, honestly, you could say, you know, I'm not really comfortable answering that right now. Yeah. That's authentic. Yeah, totally. But it's, and it's honest. Yeah. Well, what if the question was, so do you love me still? Oh, in America, I was just actually thinking, thinking about that. that. Yeah, I mean, because all of a sudden I think because there are uh, some days where you're uh, like, I'm not right sure now, I love no. you right like, now. Like, I don't feel you it right now. Me. I just want to run away. Yeah. And then, but you know that tomorrow you'll feel differently. Exactly. And so, another question, in addition to is this authentic, is is it helpful? Right, that's like, a great one. Is it helpful for the relationship? Um, and we're talking about just the day to day things, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, do you still love me? Well, not. Is it helpful to say not today? Yeah. I, I really don't even like you today. Right. Today, no, quite honestly, it's not helpful. can't stand it. Right? So, yeah. so that might be a situation where the greater the, the greater value is to be compassionate and kind and loving mm-hmm. and keep that bond going. Right. Just, right. See, and, so and, and, it's tricky. See, and, and I guess it doesn't have to even matter if our intent is understood. I guess where this gets crazy is when someone's trying to figure out what is going on or when the relationship's already harmed or the relationship is already damaged mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden authenticity you know that seems like weird mm-hmm. yeah because we, the trust isn't yeah, there trust yeah. isn't there yeah that's a big then deal people start hiding yeah. i mean once the trust is broken mm-hmm. so i think on big issues yeah. you have to be honest even if it's hard and yeah. painful but i i think those small things you know the 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 classic one does this make me look fat yeah. well <laughs> like, uh, trick question fatter than what fatter than a cow or <laughs> yeah. a, not fat squishy you, know, you look squishy beautifully huh? plump <laughs> isn't that you, you can't get out of that one you you just say you look beautiful that's what she's wanting see so right. it's reading what they really want right they and and you probably see this in your coaching practice. Yeah. I see this in my therapy practice. People use, well, I'm just being honest yeah. as a way to be emotionally abusive. Uh-huh. Offensive. Well, you yeah. are stupid, idiotic. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, well, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. No, it's not. So you don't want me to tell the truth? Yeah, right? Yeah. So we can hide behind this idea of being honest yeah. in the name of, you know, abusing uh-huh. or hurting other people. And so, yeah, that, that's I love the okay. word. I love the, I mean, and. It's the balance of that, I guess, is that's what makes love work is because we're we're truly – I care enough to notice and read in between the lines that what you're really wanting is to just know mm-hmm. I care. Yeah. And so with my clients, I'm always helping them uh, to get to what is the emotional message that your partner is sending. Yeah. Don't listen to the content. Yeah. It's blah, blah, blah. That's right. Don't trust <laughs> I mean, that. Don't listen to the content because it's rarely about what the fights are about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what's the emotional need there? And and speak to that. And, you know, the content some, most of the time is irrelevant. It's. It, I think you're right on. Because it, it, it's, it's really that's the core, right? That's the fire. I call that the fire and the smoke. But that's the real heat of the issue is emotionally, what are they trying to say to you? What are they looking for? Uh-huh. What are they asking for? Because we're, we're so bad at asking for our emotional yeah. needs to be met. Yeah. No, it's, and so, so why don't, yeah, well, and then, we, or we even couch the question in kind of a nebulous way. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody just wants to be validated, I guess that's the problem is if I want validation and I have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. So instead I just give you some, so do I look beautiful? Do you still find me attractive? Mm-hmm. It's this nebulous it's, way of trying to validate Instead me. of saying, I'm feeling kind of insecure. Yeah. I just, will you reassure me? Yeah. And the, teaching that's people great. that that's okay mm-hmm. to say, 
Um, we actually have a fun way in my family that we do that. Yeah. Um, it's called ooh-ah. And so if, if anybody, my kids or me or my husband, has done something and we need special attention or validation, uh-huh. we say, like my husband will say, hey, did you see the back backyard? Ooh, ah. And that's a, that's a cue that like run to the Get back. Get into this. Go, Seriously. oh my goodness. It's so, wow, you edged and you moaned. No and way. You, wow, you're the best. <laughs> no I one can edge so like you, honey. Right. So my kids will be like, did you see the report card? Like, yeah. ooh, ah. Wow, you got almost all A. You, oh, wow. You know, look, all A's and a B plus. Isn't that's that so great. So to give... You, we can give people permission to ask for that emotional totally. need. Do you think? Do you think that uh, men have a different need on this than the women do? Like do or like I like I always hear women saying, "Well, I don't want to have to ask. If I have to ask for it, mm-hmm. then it, they don't get it. Yeah, emotionally, yeah, they just that. don't get it. I hear that a lot in my practice too, do you Matt. Hear that? Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's somehow invalidates it yeah if i if it's that obvious and yeah and i don't i mean i've been a therapist long enough and i've been married long enough to know like you've got to ask i mean it's your job to put it out there the poor poor husband is like trying to get it right (laughs) and has no idea what you want and you're like dropping these hints that your girlfriend would get but your husband has no clue poor guy so it's okay to ask for that See, for men too, men are totally. Yeah, well, it seems like those two examples are your kids, your son and your husband. They just, my kids, they ooh, <laughs> my ah. husband yeah. and my son. Your, yeah, <laughs> your kids, your husband <laughs> and your son. Yeah, they ooh ah. That's a cool way to just state it. This is what yeah. I need. Validate me. Yeah, and without being like, oh, oh I need, I need you, right? Because yeah. you don't want to feel pathetic. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to feel like that. Man, you seem pathetic. <laughs> yeah, like thanks. Yeah, that's attractive. <laughs> I totally do. I'm such a wuss. That's yeah, but, amazing. But I and I think men tend to ask. Um, for emotional validation through physical intimacy, uh-huh. and and we you know we need to give dudes permission to yeah. say I need comfort yeah. or I need some ooh ah ooh ah yeah ooh ah ooh ah ah. So it, it, I guess when you get into it, you really need to figure out a new language almost for this. Maybe a new mm-hmm. way to ask for it, mm-hmm. and a new way to to hear it or see it. The interesting thing you said though too is it's not. It's more about what the emotional need is. Right. Give me an example of where you see that in your practice. And it is trainable, right? You, I guess you oh, can teach yeah. that. Yeah. So an example of how to identify yeah. that. Or, yeah. Or where you've um, seen your clients finally get it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So so this is a couple who's been married a long time. Yeah. And um, he has been emotionally distant. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've never I've heard never of that before. Of emotionally yeah. distant. Uh-huh. Oh, and man. so the wife feels like he he doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. And so when I help frame it that he's so scared to get it wrong, yeah. that he he protects himself from opening up because he cares so much. Yeah, he doesn't. And the blow risk it. is so high. And so when she's like, "Oh my goodness," it, he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't care. It's yeah. that he cares so, so much, much that he's terrified. And it, it's like the light bulb goes it's on, huge. and she can feel compassion yeah. instead of oh, he doesn't, you know, yeah. he doesn't care about me. And so getting that, so I mean, that's that's emotional honesty. Oh yeah, um, is getting to the core yeah. of really what's going on in someone's heart. Yeah, and not just you which know, is what about they the, all are. That's the that's the core right there. Right, is getting down to the emotional needs. So when we come back. 
Julie, I want you to guide us through how you kind of do that more. How do you okay. recognize the emotional need? How do you cut through it? Plus, I want to talk a little bit about kids because sometimes this, this whole, the whole lying thing, it also depends on how we go about teaching our kids about this, right? <laughs> so how do we instruct All the right. kids? So we'll come back with Julie Hanks, LCSW, comma, BCD. She's got more uh, letters after her name than just about anybody. She's amazing. Julie Hanks, by the way, you can find her at wasatchfamilytherapy.com. And uh, she'll give us more insight into the uh, managing the honesty conundrum. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. It goes something like this. Uh, hey there, it's the morning show. Break a leg now. It's the morning show. Come along, everybody. <laughs> It's the morning show. On your mark, get set, go. The morning show with Marcus Smith, only on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. George Zimmerman's lawyers are filing for a new bond hearing today after the Neighborhood Watch volunteer was called back to prison over the weekend. George Zimmerman's attorney tells CBS this morning that his client needs to apologize as the judge says he believes Zimmerman and his wife had lied to the court about their finances to get a lower bond. Mrs. Zimmerman has, but for this event, treated uh, the court fairly, treated the system fairly. But that may not be enough to get him out of jail a second time. Once you lie to a court... Legal analyst Steve Meister says he expects Zimmerman to remain behind bars for the foreseeable future. I'm Matt Small. The stock market leveled off today following last week's significant setbacks. Wall Street opened calm on the first trading day after the stock market's biggest declines of the year. But the storm has not passed, says Kenneth Polcari at ICAP Securities. The market is taking a breather after Friday's action. It certainly was a tough day in terms of what the market did down you know, 200 points, but it was by no means capitulation. When investors say en masse they've had enough, as big as the losses were on Friday, trading volume was relatively light. Asian stocks plunged, European markets were mixed, and at home, the negative data continued to pile up with a drop in factory orders. Warren Levinson at the New York Stock Exchange. A Supreme Court ruling is stopping Secret Service agents from being sued. In an 8 to nothing decision, the justices ruled agents cannot be sued by a man who was arrested in 2006 in a confrontation with then-Vice President Dick Cheney. Stephen Howard says he had a chance encounter with Cheney at a Colorado shopping center and was arrested because he spoke out against the war in Iraq. Justice Clarence Thomas said in his opinion, agents could not be sued in this instance because of uncertainty about the state of the law concerning these kinds of arrests. Ed Donahue, Washington. Vietnam is set to open three new sites for the U.S. to search for war remains following a visit by the defense secretary. After Defense Secretary Leon Panetta arrived in Hanoi, Vietnam pledged to open sites the Pentagon believes are critical to locating some of the nearly 1,300 Americans missing in action. The two nations also pledged to work together overall, whether China likes it or not. The most destabilizing uh, situation would be if we had a group of weak nations and only the United States and China were major powers in this region. Panetta and his Vietnamese counterpart also exchanged artifacts from deceased soldiers. Sagar Megani at the Pentagon. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're joined by Julie Hanks, counselor, social worker, queen extraordinaire. You can find her at juliehanks.com. She is uh, helping us kind of get through this um, this mess of honesty being the best policy. And we've been talking a lot about the fact that the, maybe the real issue isn't that they're looking for honesty per se, mm-hmm. as much as looking for – they have a deeper emotional need that we get need to get to. Yeah, and it's, that is the hardest thing, I think, for humans to, yeah. to talk about is what are my vulnerable emotional mm-hmm. needs. We're just too afraid, right? Is right. it fear, shame? It, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Anything that's vulnerable – because everybody's been hurt. Yeah. We've all been hurt, get disappointed, right? right, by our parents, by boyfriend, girlfriend, kids. We've all been hurt, and so we protect – yeah. Those vulnerable needs because we don't want to be hurt again. Yeah. And then we isolate ourselves from people, which hurts. Well, and then we've got a neat label that now you're a liar or you're rude or you're, we've just labeled somebody. <laughs> right. When they're really just really, sad yeah, or scared right. or terrified, you know. Uh, we're so messed up. We, yeah. But we that's just keep why hurting people. <laughs> be nice to me, okay? I know. Okay. I know. Be nice. I'm you deserve better. <laughs> it really is a big but deal. It, and I think you're onto it. So how do we get to it? How do we get down to their 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 what is it? Their squishy inner center. Our, our own or someone else's? I guess both. Yeah. So our own mm-hmm. therapy or <laughs> well, I mean I think I guess if we understand our own we'd be better at understanding okay, others. It, that's exactly what what yeah. I'm getting out is is um, it's so easy to not tune in to what's going on internally because our external lives are so busy and so noisy. We have all of these this you know yeah. media coming yeah. at us, all this fun stuff that we don't take enough time to reflect. Right. And so I think just starting with the basic question is what am I feeling? What's going on in my heart? How is my heart? Yeah. And and really like getting um it sounds so therapy, you know, cliche, Ish, but yeah. yeah, but really identifying what is going what am i feeling what do i need and identify it as a feeling as an emotion right right yep. so because you, yeah. those if we don't it comes up in our relationships as a criticism or yeah. a complaint Interesting. right so if i'm feeling neglected by my husband i'll be like you know you're never around and yeah. when's the last time we went on date night right, right it comes right. off like that but really it's i don't i don't i'm i'm afraid i don't matter to you yeah and that's really that's it. That's right. And I want to be with you more. And I mean, it's, there's a positive thing he's saying or that's that being I, said. Right, right. And so if we can identify in ourselves what that core vulnerable emotion is mm-hmm. and take that yeah. into the relationship, we will actually get what we want. Right, exactly. <laughs> it will lead you to what you want. Right, because people respond to vulnerability. I mean, you see a, a, a vulnerable kid who's fallen off their bike. You, you stop and you go, oh, are, are you, you okay? okay yeah. yeah. You nurture. Yeah. And same with humans. We're just a bunch of big grown-up babies. And, yeah. and we pretend we're not, but we, we need nurturing. We need that comfort. And to, to be able to own that for yourself and say, this is what I need. Well, and look how efficient that is, really. If we're <laughs> right. going for efficiency, but, or we could just, we could just draw this out for fight. years. That's right. right. But let's get it out. Let's get my emotion out. And then it's almost like you actually connecting to my pain softens you. Right. So now you're softened because you see that really what I want is just more time with you. Right. Or I'm worrying that I'm not mattering to you anymore. Right. And you can go, oh, you know. That's an attractor. Yeah. You. Oh, you do matter. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. And 
that's when that yeah. bonding happens. But it's almost more like my guilt gets involved, and then I'm guilty. So my guilt like of shame. not, uh-huh, my shame. I'm a bad, uh-huh. yeah, I'm a bad spouse. And then I get angry, and that's game on. And then I yeah. now game my anger. On. Here we go. Oh, you Kitchen make me sink. mad. And then you're like, see, I can't tell you what I feel. I you don't, you don't understand exactly. me, right? You've heard that. I've been there every and, day. But it is magical if people can really identify that and take that vulnerability mm-hmm. and create a safe place to talk about that. Like I'm really scared that you're not in this for the long haul or I'm really yeah. sad. I feel like, you know, you undermined my parenting last night and it just, it hurt. Yeah. And I, I so those kind of conversations, people it's can huge. actually like connect and yeah. go, oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah. That's you're not the being beginning attacked. of intimacy, right? Right. Right. And that's, that's the emotional honesty that I think we all crave. It's not like, are you telling me the truth or right. not? It's, it's like, what do you really need? And will you be there for me when I need you? That's right. That's what we want to know. And that's just, we just aren't good at that. We're not, but we're trying. We got to, right. we got to. What else can we do with them? Like, what can we do to actually make sure we're softening while mm-hmm. they're telling us the story instead of just me seeing, oh, there's another excuse. Right. Oh, great. Right. Now I'm hurting you. Oh, yeah. Tell me after more. After you've been hurting me. Right. <laughs> right. Let's just hurt each other. Let's yeah. just keep going. Um, I, th- I think w- what, what I try to help myself and my clients do is to see criticism as, as an emotional plea. And so if you can like just consciously go, okay, I'm not going to buy into this. Yeah. There's, what is it? They don't even know what it is, but I, I can, we can just bypass the fight. Yeah. yeah. So um, give me an example of a complaint you so, hear in your um, coaching practice. You, you, okay, here's one just today. Okay. <laughs> you, um, you want to make money to support our family. And really, I don't care about the money. I just really want you home. And so you always okay. tell me you need to go out and make our money, and I don't care. So you really miss me. Wow. You really – you feel like money is more important than – Yeah. I feel like money – like you feel like money is more important. Mm-hmm. I don't – I want you home, mm-hmm. and I do miss you, and you, our kids miss you. You and the kids really miss me, mm-hmm. and you want us home, and and I know you appreciate the fact that I make money. I actually don't even care. Uh, you, you can right stick now, your money up your right nose. Right now, you're so lonely. Right now you're so lonely that it's like you feel like money doesn't even matter and you just want me home and you want to know that you matter and the kids matter more than the money. Am I getting it? No, notice. Exactly. And And what else? Tell me more. if you cared, you would know that – I've told you 20 years money doesn't matter. And so you feel like I I haven't even heard you for years that you've needed me and missed me. Yeah. Right? And it's stupid. So, so it's like people can learn how to listen through that to, it's usually happy, mad, sad, scared, longing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, basically there's, there's not that many, um, vulnerable emotions. emotions. It's like, okay, take your pick. Yeah. Take it. But if, when couples don't take the bait and they just go, what? Oh, she misses me or he misses me or he, he's scared that I'm, that's all, that's the core of all fights. But see, that demands so much self. Uh, awareness. control and awareness right it? because and and i think that's the hardest thing for couples defend. is to put to go okay pot push the pause button on yeah. your own emotions and let it be about them right now and you trust me you'll get your say yeah like and they'll actually be in a place where they that's can it. meet your needs see that's what i notice is putting the brakes on people long enough to talk mm-hmm. and then talking not in the junk not in the not in mm-hmm. the stuff that we want to fight about but in the emotion of it right the, 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 there's a need not being met and it's and it's 
it's a it's a loving need. They want to it's love you. It's because you, they want to you care matter you. so mm-hmm. much to each other, yeah. and that's you know I think especially with couples, it's so easy to get to the point where you think, well, he doesn't care. She doesn't yeah. care about me. All she does is do things with the kids. And yeah. but really, it, those are all ways that we defend against being hurt because we care so much. That's right. See, Julie. See, you're smart. <laughs> Not as smart as you, Matt. Oh, please. It's called the Matt Townsend Show. Well, it's because I have an uncle, <laughs> a weird uncle that works here. Not true. Um, tell me this, though, Julie. So if you – what else? So we have to focus on the emotional need. We have to be willing to listen to it and not react to it. What other things? Got a couple more minutes. What other yeah. advice would you give to to kind of not get caught in the honesty liar, liar trap? Mm, mm. Like you're such a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you could you could just kind of say, yeah, I, I know yeah. I have. I have yeah. lied to you and it's hard for you to trust me. Yeah. Like it's amazing it. what what if you just pe- the people around you that love you will tell you your weak spots if you'll listen. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to listen to it. No, why would we go there? Right? So, you know, the kid that's like, well, you don't spend enough time with me. Shut it. Right? You're like, oh, yes, I do. After all, I do for you. That's and right. I've done this and that. But if we'll just kind of humble and be more open yeah. to the feedback, people, our family is trying to tell us the things that we need to work on, what our vulnerabilities right. are. And it's hard to hear. But... It'll save a lot of money in therapy oh, yeah. if we'd listen to our family. Well, and, and in everyone's therapy and the kids' future. I mean, so really, the answer, one answer is all the data is there. They're right. giving you the data. Right. So you if you're a liar and they're it. saying you're lying, then yeah. say you're right. I'm a liar. Yeah. I mean, my kids will say that you you said we would go to the park today and we're not going. You lied. It's like you're you're totally right. We didn't go. I yeah. said we would. Like busted. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, you said you'd clean your room, though, son. Yeah, if so you had cleaned your room, even. I spent all morning cleaning your room. And then we get in the he said, she right. said fight. Right. So but own it, though. Own, I mean, then listen. It. And if they're saying, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're a liar, mm-hmm. tell me more. Yep. Like, listen tell me, to and, it. And then get to the feeling of it. Right. Tell so me more. When I, when I didn't take you, tell me what that makes you feel. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, your work's more important than me. So you feel oh, like I'm abandoning yeah, you. And so you're, my work. Right. And... If we will listen, people will tell us what what they're what they're feeling and what their yeah. needs are. We just don't want to hear it. We want this to hear isn't like, about lies. We are per- we are perfect. We are so happy. <laughs> Our perfect little happy family. So it, it really isn't. I guess let's just blow up the myth. It's not about an honesty best policy dichotomy. It's about are you really truly into me? Yeah. There's some emotional need not being met and. We and that's the authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, can you share really what's going on in your heart with me? Yeah. That's what we all want. So it's not about truth versus lie, no. but how willing are we to get close to those that, uh-huh. that we love and let them in that's right. to our world? And because be that's, real. that's trust. That's, that's, that's what it. trust is. Do you get me and love me anyway? That's huge. Do you get me and love me anyway? Regardless. Yeah. And and I think we, we protect um, our weaknesses because we're afraid that if people really know who we are, they won't love us. And it, the right. opposite is true. Yeah, when people only, really yeah. know, know you, us, they, love they love you, you because I mean, you make sense. That's and right. it's like, oh, yeah, And course. you can be authentic. We all want someone that's authentic. We right. want the real deal, right? Right. Good stuff. Julie Hanks. So, Julie, they can find you a couple places. JulieHanks.com. Yes. Which is just where you're all over the place. That's I mean, just You've my been own. in every magazine. <laughs> 
You've been in. I've been a busy bee. You have yeah. been very busy. Great yeah, author, writer. And uh, and you can also find her at Wasatch Family Therapy, where she has a slew of counselors that can help you as well. Mm-hmm. Anything else we need to know, Julie? No, it's just great to be with you, Matt. You're it's awesome. fun, as always, to to chat with you. You're the best. Thanks. And we're going to have Julie back a lot and a lot of Julie's helpers, the little nymphs at Wasatch Family Therapy. Appreciate you being on the show. We'll be back after this break on the Matt Townsend Show, Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This summer at the beach, there's a new lifeguard on duty, and her name is Emily, but she's no human. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Imagine being caught in a powerful ocean riptide. As you struggle to keep your head above the water, you see something in the distance. It's a lifeguard. Or is it? This summer, it might just be Emily or the Emergence Integrated Life-Saving Lanyard. Invented by Arizona-based Hydronolics, Emily is a padded surfboard that's capable of swimming up to 28 miles per hour. Powered with a tiny electric pump that shoots a forceful stream of water, this robot lifeguard is about six times faster than its human counterpart. And it's equipped with surfboard sonar, so Emily can scan underwater for movements associated with a swimmer in distress. The system can be deployed by a lifeguard from the shore, a boat, or even an airplane. Once in the water, Emily is guided by remote control to the swimmer in trouble. This robot lifeguard even contains a camera and speakers to help calm the person being rescued. Be sure to keep a lookout for Emily this summer at the beach. She'll no doubt be doing the same for you. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page and Twitter at BYU Radio. As to answer your question, we actually have an architect, a native in Madagascar with 20 years of experience, who has worked in affordable housing for the government. How do you run across someone like that? Uh, you know, I, I would say lots of divine help. Um, divine help, that's a nice cop-out. <laughs> I, I want you to answer my question. <laughs> the Morning Show with Marcus Smith, only on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, Little Fleetwood Mac. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Uh, we're talking about lying, and little white lies, is honesty really the best policy? And um, it's just, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, I think, going on when it comes into to how we to how we communicate through this. Julie did a great job explaining to us that it's it's usually not what it seems to be. It's about something more emotional, a little bit deeper. And um it's just that we just have a hard time it seems like sharing our our information. Some of us, you know, lie, I guess, not knowing what to say. Others though just struggle, maybe even overshare. Have you ever heard of that? 
You may not have heard of the word of oversharing, but if you're a human being on planet Earth and you've had the opportunity to interact with other human beings, you have probably most certainly experienced it. There is something weird about me. My dad and his father have it as well. For some strange reason, being over six feet tall, having an eyebrow ridge that locks your face into a natural scowl, seems to send a certain message to total strangers. The message is, please share with me your very personal and private present or predicted problems. I want to hear all about it. The strangest part about it all is not only do we not look approachable, but we also do not want to hear your problems. Alas, we have this aura that compels people to divulge. This sort of thing is common enough that we have come up with a word for it. We call it oversharing. And it's where you tell someone a lot more than what they were looking for when they posed a question. This pestilence of information is the unfortunate product of a good thing gone wrong. Let's take 100 years ago, for example. Everyone just bottled up their problems. And much like peaches, canning them only preserves them. Then we started to talk about our problems. This is good. But it seems that all we do is talk about them instead of solving them. And then we just keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. This is not good. Tell me if this rings a bell. Good morning. Is it? Is it a good morning? My boyfriend broke up with me last night and I just don't know what to do. And I've never felt more alone in my life. How are you doing? <sighs> well, I spent the entire night last night vomiting everything that I ate yesterday. I mean, everything. It was awful. I was just there with my head in the toilet and I just couldn't even get up and I couldn't sleep. So I'm exhausted and I'm really, really glad that I'm at work right now. How are you feeling? Oh my gosh, can you even believe what just happened to me? So, my friend and I were supposed to go shopping this afternoon, and she texted me saying that she couldn't go, and then I just found out that she was going with someone else, so she didn't invite me. Can you believe that? Like, <sighs> Nice weather, huh? Well, yeah, but if I don't stay inside, then I'm going to get sunburned, and it's just going to hurt, and I'm not going to be able to sit down or, like, go to work, and I just have to keep putting lotion on, and it's just... It's just really annoying. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice weather, but I just have to stay inside all day and watch it through a glass window. <clears throat> Level with me here. We all say these things, and really what we're trying to do is tell this person that we are aware that they exist and that we are willing to validate them by talking with them and showing them casual, and I mean very casual, interest in their life. We don't want to know every little thing. If we want to know more, don't worry. We'll be pushy. Okay, so oversharing. Isn't that interesting? So maybe one reason we're not honest is because we don't just want them to open up. So sometimes we don't even ask, how are you doing? Because you know they're going to talk about their crazy stomach problems and then we're going to be sick or listening to it. It's a hard thing to manage this human issue, isn't it? Do we really want to know? And if we don't really want to know, do they, and do they really want to share – or do we all just not feel safe enough? It's this balance that I think we're looking for. Julie Hanks brought it up earlier, and maybe when we get down to it, um, sometimes we just don't care. Maybe it's the some of our just professional relationships at school. Sometimes it's just, is it just too much? Can you be too honest and let me know all the details? How do we balance that? I think um, in the end... Ah, maybe we just have got to figure out the human side of this. We call that the human factor, of course. And um, when I put out on Facebook that that we were going to be talking about this, I've got some pretty interesting quotes. 
and um, about what people thought about this. What, somebody, David Walker, actually said, I heard Dr. Lara once say that confession is good for the soul, but not for the relationship. Some things are better left unsaid. So, of course, got to draw down on, or draw back on Dr. Lara there. Matt, uh, Mark Granger says, Matt, honesty starts from within and not with others. If you're not honest about what you are doing, how can you ever be honest with others? And another uh, one, another comment came from Shelley Gardner. Now, Shelley Gardner uh, tells this story, and I want you to just notice, based on what Julie's taught us, can you figure out the emotional issue deep down below um, what Shelley wrote? Here's what she wrote. There's a difference between honesty and just being frank or insensitive. Case in point, my sister, after her car accident, wanted to know what her face looked like. She just had surgery to fix her broken nose. She received about 200-plus stitches. A good deal of them were on her face. She needed honesty, but the way I told her made all of the difference in the world. I started gently, telling her of all of the blood that, that they missed on her hairline, her teeth, and on her neck, and then of her nose, which surprisingly wasn't swollen and ugly, and then to all the stitches. I told her which areas looked bruised and which areas didn't, and asked her if she was ready for a mirror. I could have been just brutal and stupid and and tell her she looks like she had just been beat up in a bad car accident, but I didn't. She had purposely broke off the mirror in the car while she was waiting to be rescued from the car um, because she didn't want to see her face bloody and open. But after my gentle explanation, she was ready to see her face and accept the state it was in. Love means everything when you tell someone the truth. Always be honest, but never forget the gentleness and the compassion. Interesting, interesting way to look at it. Apparently, um, it's more than just the honesty. There's the emotional side. And maybe it just takes an accident in order for us to find some of the emotional uh, side to these deeper issues. As we were speaking with Julie Hanks earlier, there is going to be a deeper emotional issue that needs to be addressed. And sometimes when we're fighting about if we're being honest or not, there's um, we're missing the deeper point. We're missing the more important point. Um, so I guess as you think about it, as you think about your life, as you think about your own relationships, how are you doing at being able to balance compassion and honesty? How are you doing at being able to be everything? And I guess that's hard. I mean, as you think about it, it's not always easy, is it? Hugh Prather once said, almost any difficulty will move in the face of honesty. When I am honest, I never feel stupid. And when I am honest, I am automatically humble. Especially, I guess, that honesty balanced with compassion. Um, As I was listening to go full circle to that woman last night who just flat out did not like my speech, um, there was an emotional issue inside of this woman. She was mad. She thought it was – she thought that uh, I was talking about the differences between men and women and communication and things like that. And she was mad. She didn't see that there were any differences between men and women. And we could have argued the points. And I probably could have given her some really great data, some research and some studies to go read. But I guess in the end, there's something deeper going on with the woman. She's got some pain. She's got some issues. And if I fight her on those issues, we don't necessarily get any closer to the pain. What I probably should have done is said, tell me more. When when I'm talking about this or that and you didn't like it, tell me what that made you feel. And I should have probably listened to that a little bit more. Make sense? Or how about the sun? My son that's sitting there that is just really wanting to be validated on the lawn. 
He just probably wants to know, Dad, I did a great job. Let me know you're behind me. You think this was great, um, or at least that you're trying. I've also seen that another way to kind of do this that, that might be something you ought to think about as you're trying to work this into your own life is it doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be a good lawn mowing job or a bad one. Sometimes it could be good and their first try. And with a little information, I can probably give you some more advice or tools in how to do it. And I think you nailed it. Just simply using the word and um, makes our brains start to think that it doesn't have to be a choice of good or bad. A lot of times when we think of it and we make somebody a liar, that very phrase tends to mess us up because now I'm bad I'm dishonest, I'm unhealthy, and when um, instead when we're trying to figure out the emotional pain, maybe what we are is you didn't come out with all the truth and you were afraid to, and you felt hurt or you felt embarrassed or you felt ashamed. So know that there's always a deeper issue, and that deeper issue is um, is usually based in some other fear, some other shame, some other emotion. I call that the starved stuff. The starved stuff is the real issue we tend to fight about. And I think in the end, if we can get through all the smoke and down to the fire, we're finally going to break this thing out. That is uh, basically the goal, right? So honesty, is it the best policy? Honesty balanced with compassion and emotional understanding. Honesty balanced with empathy. I think it is the best policy. Um, pure honesty for the sake of just being accurate in your data? I don't think it is. I think it might be great. Honesty is great maybe when you're talking about some things that aren't emotional. But when you're talking about your family, your kids, feelings, relationships, ideas, I think honesty needs to be coupled with compassion and love. That is the point of the show. Again, every day we're here giving you tools and ideas Hope you keep listening and get your friends involved. You can find us at Twitter at BYU Radio or go to Facebook at BYU Radio. Look us up there. Or if you want to get to us directly and give us show ideas, questions, we can address them directly on the show. Go to mattchat at byu.edu. Mattchat at byu.edu. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page and Twitter at BYU Radio. Who's that... uh... Charlie Chaplin to him. Smile. Here we go, guys. One second to get in tetan to tetan to get 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 in tetan to get in tetan to tetan and to tetan to Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile. Rich, live, unedited music. The kind of music that takes you back. The kind of music only played on Highway 89 every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. 
The following is a production of BYU Broadcasting in cooperation with the Brigham Young University Division of Continuing Education. Maybe you were watching.